Welcome to Sports and Jesus. Um, this will be our second episode on iTunes and on Stitcher and Google Play, although according to my records, like 98% of y'all are listening to us on iTunes. So um, thank y'all. But we're brought to you today by Sound Speech Studios, which is the studio that we are in right now that does all our recording for us. It's run by Sensei Dan over here. Uh, there's also another podcast that comes from the studio called Sound Speech Podcast. You can find that on on iTunes. It's uh, it's awesome. They tackle some different topics, some different theological topics. They've got, I think, at this point, a ten part series on Calvinism versus Arminianism. So if that's something that you're interested in, it's uh, it's it's good. Um, there's some other podcasts. I think one on the Trinity. Um, there's a somebody giving their testimony on one. It's it's really cool. It's a good podcast. It's a good good listen. Um, so, Joy, you good? I'm good. Are you good, Garrett? I'm good. Garrett's good. Sensei Dan, you good? I'm good, man. Jesse, Been Jesse, good. you good? Been good. Been good. All right, we're all good today. So, um, it's been. A th- Stats. Stats is good. We got stats on the line. I forgot that we had stats on the line until I looked down at them. Stats is good also. Yes. It's it's funny because Stats was in studio about an hour ago, and he's no longer in studio because we took too long. So Stats is in studio with us on the phone again. I promise one of these days Stats is going to be here in person. But um, So it's been three weeks since our last episode so kind of want to catch you up if you've been living under a rock on what's happened in sports in the last three weeks. So um, we're going we're gonna to start doing this probably every episode if this is a hit. If you think this is really stupid, um, that's exactly what we're going for. So let us know, and uh, we'll appreciate that. So quickly, I'm just going to give just a, a few lines of what's happened the, uh, the last few weeks in sports as – Everybody in studio with me gives their real, real-time responses to those things. So, um, first thing, Alabama is national champions again. Amen. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and they have a new starting quarterback. Okay. That's different from the old starting quarterback. Uh-huh. That won every game but one that he started. He should have huh. lost. Boogie Cousins is out for the year. Oh. The all-star teams in the NBA have been selected. Olay. Olay, olay. Kyrie has to play with LeBron again. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant have to play together again, too. Yeah. Uh Everybody involved with Michigan State will be fired. I did LeBron scored 30,000 points. Whoop. Finally. Zion Williamson committed to Duke. Boo. The best recruiting class in the history of college basketball. Boo. Overrated. One problem. What's that? The top three players in the country that all signed with Duke, they all play the same position. Not going to work. I really don't know how that's going to work. <laughs> they all, they're the same position. Hey, you can't, okay. LeVar Ball is an assistant coach in Lithi- Lith- Lith- Lithuania. Never lost. <laughs> Lithuania is now lit. 
Kevin Love got sick. Or did he? Chipper Jones is in the Hall of Fame. Oh. And Tiger is back. Boo. Yay. All right, now you're caught up to date on what's happened the last three weeks in sports. Um, so quickly, I want to talk about this national championship game. Um, everybody here in studio is an Alabama fan except me, Tennessee fan. Again, this is your first time listening. So everybody here is really happy and really excited except for me. Um, so if you didn't catch the game, Alabama made a quarterback change at halftime from – Jalen Hurts, who had only lost one game up to that point, two games up to that point. He lost to Auburn and then lost to Clemson last year in the National Championship. And they they replaced him with a freshman who had only seen playing time during garbage time the whole season. And if you live in Alabama or if you're friends with Alabama fans, you would think that Tua Tua Tagalavaloha, 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 Tua, um, from now on, Sports and Jesus, we will just refer to him as Tua, um, think that Tua is the second coming of Joe Namath. And that seems to be the, the common, um, what, commonly what Alabama fans think about the their quarterback situation next year. And I would disagree with that. I really don't think Tua was as impressive as you hear most Alabama fans say that he was. Yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably agree with that. Buying too much into into the hype. I mean, he's definitely Hawaiian Joe Namath. So you're just wrong. <laughs> I mean, really. If I mean, obviously there is some. There's a lot of skills there that mm-hmm. he has. Like there's a ton of potential. That's the word I'm looking for. There's a ton of potential there in Tua, and you could see it. I think the biggest difference that Tua made was coming in. It completely changed the playbook mm-hmm. offensively in the second half. They were yeah. able to to the playbook just got larger. Like there's just mm-hmm. so many things that Jalen Hurts can do, mm-hmm. and a lot of times even when he passes the ball, you've got to roll him out and you cut off half the field with that. But Tua can drop back. Mm-hmm make some reads, and throw the ball. However, in doing that, I think there was plenty of times during that game that he didn't make the right reads on plays. And I think there was plenty of mistakes that he made. I think first, that interception he threw was awful. Um, I think, secondly, like the, probably the biggest mistake he made was that sack he mm-hmm. took right before the last play. So if that last play doesn't happen, really, how are you looking at Tua um, you're looking at him as he lost the game for you because he took a sack in overtime on first down. That was what, like a 15, 16, 17 yeah. yard loss. And our kicker can't hit a exactly. Your kicker three yard missed. field goal. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, which is that's the crazy thing about sports is because of that one play, which I would argue that that play was more of a mistake made by the Georgia safety than a great play made by Tua. But because of that one single play. Tua goes from, and Nick Saban goes from making a horrible decision to play Tua to Tua's the guy. Like, Jalen Hurts, you need to transfer or play another position. Yeah. Like, one play. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. And I I, I think um, I think you brought up a good point of, you know, <clears throat> Georgia game plan for a running quarterback, and all of a sudden you put in a – quarterback that can drop back and pass all over the field. Um, I mean, 
he does have the potential to be a great quarterback, but I think it had to do with the game plan that Georgia had prepared more than his ability, I would guess you would say. Yeah. I think so so we'd all agree, like two like there's some potential there. Like mm-hmm. this guy, he's got a shot to to actually be mm-hmm. like the next Joe Namath Alabama. Yep. He's got a shot to potentially be probably the best quarterback Alabama's had since Nick Saban has been there. Mm-hmm. But he's not that right now. And he wasn't that in the national championship mm-hmm. game. I think what's crazy is that Alabama's won all these national championships without having a good quarterback. Like yeah. you've got great game managers, they'll make the throw you know, they get you seven or eight yards when you need about three or four, but most of the time it's been Heisman running backs that'll just run the ball down your throat the entire game. And a defense is two times bigger than the their, their defense is it's okay. You don't need a quarterback with a kicker like that though. That's that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> what what's up with that? Like Alabama, they have trouble getting a Good quarterback and a good kicker. Like why? Like Nick Saban has recruited the best at every other position, except like those. Like it's just like it's like their scouting department is so good at scouting linemen and receivers and linebackers and defensive backs, and then they can't for the life of them cannot scout a good kicker or quarterback. Saban just wants to make it challenging. I mean, I mean he'll, he'll get bored if he had a good QB. Good kicker, no challenge, he's gone. <laughs> Just see the uh, scouter coming back from the so it uh but that kicker sub kick a few extra points, you know, he can kick an extra point. Yeah. You don't need him to do anything else. Yeah, I bet that's a hard thing to do to scout a kicker. Cause I mean like I don't know, it's like I know a lot of guys that this sounds like I I know a lot of kickers. I know a lot of guys like I've seen a lot of guys that can you sit them out there and practice and they can kick. 50, 55 yarders like that. But you put them in a game and there's nothing. Actually, so I played high school football with Lee Tiffin, who uh-huh. kicked for Alabama for, I think, for four years. Uh-huh. He started as a freshman. Uh-huh. And he wasn't even our main kicker in high school. Like, he was our starting punter and he kicked a few field goals. But, I mean, there, there wasn't enough tape on him to know. And, and he only had, I think he only had maybe like one other SEC scholarship offer, which was Ole Miss. But they, you just knew he was going to be a good kicker. Like, how, how do you know that? Like, how do you scout that? I know him, obviously, because his, his dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and this guy, like, he, he did our kickoffs, and nobody returned to kick the whole year against us. But um, so, anyway, so that's national championship game. Alabama somehow pulled that out, despite my prediction on our last episode that Georgia would. Um, but while we're on this topic of college football, I, I want to talk uh, – who? What's the the best conference? I, I think the argument is always, especially around here, that the SEC is the best conference in college football. I think can, can you make an argument that there's an, another conference? The only argument it depends on: Are you going by which conference won the most national championships? That's obviously the SEC. But if you go for, if you go, if you're judging them by. The conference that wins the most bowl games, you can argue there because I think the SEC's bowl record is hasn't been that great the past few years. Yeah, I I think, I mean, again, like you said, like if you like national championships, like it's the SEC's won every national championship that I can remember, other than when Ohio State 
won a few years ago and when Clemson won last year. Like, I can't think. And I guess Florida State, Jameis Winston year. But every other year, it's, it's the SEC. Ezekiel Elliott. Lose some weight. His <laughs> <laughs> little shirts that show his belly. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Um, so, but my argument, like, I would like to, I, I think the SEC is the best conference, all right? So I, I would agree with that. But I think the SEC conference is the best conference because Alabama is in it. Like, I think Alabama is what makes the SEC the best conference. I mean, yeah, you've had – LSU's had a couple years. Florida had some years back in the day. Um, Georgia had a good year this year. But if you put Alabama in any – if you put Alabama in the Big Ten, the best conference is the Big Ten. Yeah. And even if you look at national championships, you know who's won the most national championships? It would be the Big Ten if Alabama was in the Big Ten. Yeah. Like, I mean – because the only national championships from the SEC that haven't been Alabama in years has been the one Cam Newton-Auburn. Yeah. If that's it. I mean, Alabama is what – like, the rest of the SEC is just riding Alabama's coattails. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can make the argument that if you put Alabama in the – I think it's called the, the American Conference – with Memphis and Houston and UCF and USF, I think that makes them the best conference in college football. Jeez, UCF. Can I, we just talk about UCF and what a joke I mean, UCF you'd have is? two national champions in the same conference with UCF and Alabama. One <laughs> 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 uh, thing you got for you is a fantastic one-armed player. Hey, he was in the Senior Bowl. You see that Senior Bowl yesterday? Probably. Caused the fumble with his nub, right? Guys, he's gonna get drafted. Like, well, you watch. They got one hand is gonna be drafted from playing the NFL. The um, I'll, I'll just say this real quick. Being in all seriousness, I do think the SEC has the best conference, top to bottom. If you line them up, one versus ones, all the way down through probably five or six. Um, I would take the SEC in almost every matchup. But I would say I do think the Big Ten is really close with Ohio State, Penn State, Wisconsin. I think all three of those have great programs. And then with the ACC, I mean, Clemson's elite. They're there. And I think Miami within the next two years is going to be there. And I think Florida State with Willie Taggart will be back soon. So I think those two programs are definitely close. Yeah. Yeah, but I think, I mean, Alabama's the trump card. Yeah, and I'd agree with that, yeah. So uh, transitioning from college football to, to NFL, I mean, we're we're a sports podcast, so we've got to make – who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? The Super Bowl is next <clears throat> Sunday night. It'll be the Philadelphia Eagles against the New England always win Patriots. I mean, okay, let's not make predictions because we'd all make the same predictions. Let me ask this question a little better. Do you think there's the Eagles have any chance – the Eagles, minus their starting quarterback, Carson Wentz, do you think the Eagles have any chance of beating the New England Patriots? None unless Tom Brady dies within the next seven days. Because <laughs> <laughs> he has to die, right? Not not just get sick. Like, he, if he had the flu, they'd still win. If he broke his arm, they'd still win. Yeah, yeah. If he goes so out there in a wheelchair, like, New England's still winning probably. Somehow. Yeah. Like, unless he dies or both arms get cut off. Is it not just absolutely crazy, though, what they've been able to do? It I mean, is, it's I mean, like last year, there's no way they should have won that game. And somehow they come come all the way back to win that. It's just ridiculous. This is the same when they beat the Seahawks. They shouldn't have beat the Seahawks. I mean, it's crazy. 
But I think the Seahawks was more of – I think they were both bad coaching decisions. But to come da- back from, what was it, 25 points down, I mean, that's that's crazy. Would you say that the Patriots won that game or <clears throat> Seattle lost? Uh, yeah. It's the same thing, but yeah. honestly <laughs> – I mean, Seattle should have won. I mean, I think that defensive back for the Patriots won that game. And Pete Carroll lost it. Yeah. <laughs> it was a terrible decision. That was a terrible decision. That's why Marshawn Lynch left. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, you're right. Like, it's crazy what the Patriots have been able to do. I mean, just, just to let you know, like, okay, Mike Vrabel just became the head coach for the Tennessee Titans. Okay? The last time the Patriots played the Eagles in the Super Bowl – which was Tom Brady's third Super Bowl, mm-hmm. Mike Vrabel caught a touchdown pass. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he has, since then, he has retired and then worked his way up in the coaching ranks from college to position coaches to, and is now a head coach, and Tom Brady's still playing the Super Bowl. And the, the other thing that, like, absolutely just amazes me is <clears> – <throat> They've done or I would say they've either accomplished the same or surpassed what Alabama has done in college. And the thing is, in the NFL, you don't have like these crazy recruiting advantages. This is best on best. The best players from college football are all over the field. And it's like they just keep winning. They just find a way to be superior to everybody else, which is it's crazy. I mean, that's not like the NFL and the NBA, like both like they're designed to for this not to happen. Mm-hmm. Like the way the draft is, the way like the worst team gets the first picks and and all that like is designed for this not to happen. Yet in both leagues you've got the Warriors are unstoppable and the Patriots keep winning. Yeah. I mean Tom Brady has played in a Super Bowl like 50% of the years he's been in the NFL. Yeah. How great is Tom Brady? I don't want to talk about it. I hate Tom Brady, guys. Like I don't know if you if y'all realize like I hate Tom Brady. I mean, I just, I hate him. Like, I hate him. I've hated him for 30 years now, however long he's been winning Super Bowls. I mean, I, uh, you're, how old are you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I, it's the saying, they hate us because they ain't us. I think that's what it is. Well, it started, it's, I didn't always hate Tom Brady, okay? Story time. There was a day when he won his first Super Bowl, I thought that was great. I was pulling for the Patriots against the Rams in that Super Bowl. And then he started beating Peyton. And then he kept beating Peyton. And then he kept beating Peyton. And then he kept beating Peyton. And nobody could beat Tom Brady except for one person. Eli. Peyton's younger brother. Eli's the worst. Yeah. Okay. No, Tom Brady is the worst. And so then what happens? Peyton goes out on top, wins his second Super Bowl. What was that, two years ago, three years Uh ago? Tom Brady's won two Super Bowls since then. One Super Bowl since then. (laughs) We won one before it and one after it. Okay. Anyways, he's about to win two. I'm speaking, you know, he's he's already going to win this one. Like, that's crazy. Like, you're not supposed to be – like, I have a horrible sports life, Okay. Do you know who my most hated college football team is? Alabama. They keep winning. My most hated NFL team, New England Patriots. They keep winning. And Duke lost yesterday. <laughs> You're doing pretty good in the NBA, though, right? 
I am doing pretty good. Except, well, well now you're okay, a Grizzlies yeah, fan. Yeah, okay. So I used to do pretty good. I used to be a Warriors fan. Last podcast, I was a Warriors fan. Since then, last weekend, I went to my first Memphis Grizzlies game, and I'm now a Grizzlies fan all the way. Hashtag Grind City. Until they lose. And then you'll go back to Golden State. Well, they're tanking this year, so <laughs> that's going to happen. But it was awesome. Everybody should go to the FedEx Forum. Hashtag Grind City. Let me pose a quick question. <clears throat> Is it more of Tom Brady or Belichick in his system? Could yeah. Belichick have done what he's doing right now if he had kept Jimmy Garoppolo? Yes, and- but it's not It's not the Patriots, it's Brady. Like, if Brady left, I would be okay if the Patriots kept winning. Like, I, I, I appreciate Belichick. Mm-hmm. I hate Tom Brady. I hate him. Do you care to elaborate on that? <laughs> uh, and he went to Michigan. You know who else I hate? I hate Michigan. You know why I hate Michigan? Because in 1997, Peyton should have won the national championship. Okay? You know who won the national championship that year? Michigan, Michigan. won the national championship. Peyton should have won the Heisman Trophy. You know who won the Heisman Trophy that year? Charles Woodson. You know who he played for? Michigan. Michigan. You know where Tom Brady went to college? Michigan. Michigan. <laughs> I hate it. You sound like me talking about Steph Curry. No, you just uh, uh, okay, yeah, okay. Uh, I mean, he's a joke. He's just throwing up this guy. I mean, Steph Curry. Steph Curry is his, great. Says, and he I'm, loves the I'm Lord. a Christian. I love he Jesus. Loves the Lord. But I start losing. I'm gonna throw my mouthpiece and just okay. I yell, do that. Yell, yell cuss words in the what a okay, joke. okay, no, okay. no, no, I don't want to well, hear. It. Wait, no, uh, uh-uh. okay, story time. <laughs> Joy, yeah. you believe I love the Lord, right? Sometimes. <laughs> okay, you believe I love the Lord. Do you remember that time when we were playing that dancing video game on Xbox and you were beating me, so I shoved you into a window? Yeah. Okay, see, it's, sometimes but, Christians get competitive too. Yeah, but you didn't throw your mouthpiece at a referee and... I just, he's a joke. That's true. I threw you into a window. <laughs> he's not a joke. He loves the Lord. He loves his family. No, no, he doesn't. Hates his family. He, he kisses his <laughs> wife after every game. It's all for show. He's we, he's just he's like Tebow. Can we get proof that he hates his family? Can we please that? <laughs> I think it is crazy though that the Warriors, while we're on this topic, that the Warriors like that they are they have become the last two years more like Draymond Green than Steph Curry. Like you think of you think of Steph Curry, you think like all American family guy, like you know, has has a lot of faith. Like I mean, just Joy shaking his head no. no. But that's no. what most people think. And <laughs> and you think like the Warriors had the chance to be that. But then you got Draymond Green that gets ejected from every other game, gets ejected from the finals for kicking somebody in between the legs. Like, I mean, and and that seemed the Warriors have seemed to take the last, especially this year and last year. Like Draymond Green's like, hey, we're better than you. We know we're better than you. And even Steph Curry's starting to take some of that. Like, hey, we're gonna take a shot, and I'm gonna turn around and look at you before the ball goes yeah, in. Showing his true colors. It's okay. Well, I'm not. I'm gonna be honest. Like I kind of like that though. Like I will say this: they are put together pretty close to perfect. Yeah. 
I mean, I mean, when you got Curry, Durant, Draymond, Zaza, uh, Clay Thompson, Zaza. I mean, like, like when you okay, really. But like, I'm just saying it adds. I think when you got just, Zaza, you're really put together. But then you like, got when, but then you got Iguodala and Nick Young coming off the bench. I mean, it's like deep. I don't know. There's. I mean, maybe 80s Showtime, maybe the 80s Celtics. No. I would, I think. No. I don't think there's mm-hmm. a team in the league right mm-hmm. now that has a chance to go five on five with them and stop them. And I'm going to be honest, like, I don't think there's a team that LeBron could go to that would make them good enough to beat the Warriors in a seven game series. What about Minnesota? Disagree. I disagree. I, I, I say if you st- go to Minnesota. Stats disagrees. Who, who, do you, who do you say? We talked about this the other day, and I really think. If LeBron on Houston, there's a good chance. I think that would be the best shot would be if you put LeBron on Houston. But I don't know how LeBron fits into that Mike D'Antonio system of just we're going to throw up as many threes as possible. I just feel like like LeBron can go into any system and be like, I can work with that. I can work around because he has a skill set to fit. anywhere. I think if you put him with Minnesota, with Jimmy Butler, Wiggins – and then if you put him with Carl Anthony Towns, I feel like they would be able to go toe-to-toe with the Warriors. I don't know about toe-to-toe. Like, they might win two games in a seven-game series, but they're not. But who – now, as far as the bitch play, yes, I would agree with that. But as far as <laughs> – but as far as if you're talking about – I'm sorry for my accent there. If, you, if you're talking about – but if you're talking about five-on-five, five, there's one player that's separating them, and that would be Zaza. And I don't think Zaza would make a difference. If you put those four-on-four, four, I think it would be – we I mean, got I think explicit by our name on iTunes. I'm sorry about that. I don't think Zaza ever makes a difference. Okay, so on that note, um, we're going to transition into into the Jesus portion of, of this show. Again, we don't have a really cool – that was a smooth transition topic, yeah. there. <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> I promise one of these days we're going to have a Jesus yeah. sports topic. Yeah. That'll be awesome. Speaking about bitch plays. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, all right, let's, let's, uh, let's talk about Jesus. Everything about God to me is mind-blowing. I'm on that theology to keep my mind going. Shade tree theologian, I ain't wearing suits. Sporting tattoos while I'm cruising through the institutes. John Calvin, that's moving. You might even catch me reading Wayne Grudem. Sound doctrine, that's what it's got to be. Like that white cleft dictionary of theology. But nothing trumps the word, call it the Holy Bible. It is central and necessary for our survival. Does not have a rival, moving is not. Idol. If you preach it, then you liable to have revival. And that's what we need in our local churches. It's either dry as a bone or something like a circus. But it has been purchased so we can commandeer it. Lord Jesus, revive us with your Holy Spirit. All right. Um, this is the Jesus portion of our podcast. Uh, for some of you, this might be the only portion you're you're listening to. Uh, I would encourage you to go listen to our sports section if you haven't listened to it yet. Um, we had we had a lot of fun on on this episode. But uh, our topic today is the deity of Christ. Uh, last episode's topic was the gospel, so it just seems kind of natural that this is kind of what what we're moving into. Uh, I wanted to talk about this today just because this. Uh, for, for those of you who aren't sure, deity of Christ, or basically what we mean is the we believe that Jesus Christ, the man Jesus Christ, was 100% man and was also 100% God. 
that Jesus Christ and God the Father and the Holy Spirit are one. Um, that's what we believe. We believe Jesus was God. We're going to give biblical reasons for why we believe that. We are also going to just talk through different reasons of um, just different reasons it had to be that way, and uh, that the deity of Christ or, or Jesus as God is something that is seems to be more increasingly like there's an attack on that. Um, coming from different angles, there's different reasons, different points of view, even from other from people that call themselves religious or people that call themselves Christian, they will attack this. And um, we want to make the argument like if you don't have if if you don't believe Jesus is God, like you, you're not Christian. Like that is a part of the gospel, and you can't get the rest of the gospel if you don't get this part. So first, I want to talk about just some biblical foundations for the deity of Christ. Some, some biz, biblical. Um, just I just want us to read some verses that seem to be explicitly saying Jesus is God. So Joy is going to read some verses for us. The, the first thing I want to talk about is the the Greek word uh, theos. Um, which means God, and there are times in the New Testament that this word is not just referring to God the Father, but is also referring to Jesus Christ, the Son and the man Jesus Christ. So the first time we see that is, and we're going to quickly go through these verses to give us some time to talk, but John chapter 1, verse 1, Joel, if you can read that for us. Yes. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Okay, so... Also, can you read one eight? He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. Okay, so I'm not sure why I put that verse down there. That might not be the right verse, but uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe looking at one fourteen. Yeah, try that read one fourteen. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Yeah, that's the one I meant to put. So. That verse fourteen is referring is making making the statement that the word that is referred to in John one is Jesus, and we get in verse one that it says, "Well, say in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God." Like the word was God. The word is Jesus, according to verse fourteen. Jesus was God. Jesus wasn't just with God; wasn't separate from God. He was God. Um, if you can read Titus two thirteen. That's 2.13. Ba-bam. Nice filibuster there. Waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Okay, our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. I can't get more explicit than that. But you'd have a hard time arguing with that. Like, it's not really a... This isn't one of those issues, well, the Bible isn't clear about this, but we just take this and this, and this equals this. No, it says it right there. We just gave, I mean, there's many other examples, but for time's sake, we won't go through them. But there's just four clear John, again, they were John chapter 1, verses 1 and 14, Titus chapter 2, verse 13, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 1, Romans chapter 9, verse 5, all explicitly, clearly state that Jesus is God, using the word theos, which is God. Okay, so the others, there's some other places we see where Jesus being referred to as Lord, 
Um, but seems to be referring to him as Lord in a sense that God, the Father, is also being referred to as Lord. If you look at uh, Luke chapter 2, verse 11. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. The Lord. Okay. Um, can you also look up Matthew twenty-two forty-four? The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. So we see different examples of, of Jesus being referred to as God and uh, Jesus being referred to as Lord. And then I, I'm going to read that, that Hebrews chapter 1 verses, uh, if I can find it here, Hebrews chapter 1. Verses, is that, what does that say, 10 through 12? 10 through 12. And you, Lord, laid the foundation of the earth in the beginning, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will all wear out like a garment. Like a robe, you will roll them up. Like a garment, they will be changed. But you are the same, and your years have no end. Um, I think that's a, that's... I forget exactly where we're at, but I think that comes from a psalm. And the writer of Hebrews is taking that psalm and saying, hey, this refer this Lord that's referring to is Jesus. And, and that's the first part of Hebrews that seems to be what the author is doing. Is Jesus is greater. Jesus is God. Jesus is Lord. So we see... Add all that, those are seven verses, and again, there's there's many more. There's there's some resources that if you want to dive deeper, um, we got a lot of this up to this point. We got a lot of this information from uh, Wayne Grudem's Systematic Theology. Uh, if you go to the, the Doctrine of Christ, he talks about the humanity of Christ and the deity of Christ, and um, he he goes into more detail than we can go into right now. But there's some cut and dry. Jesus is God and Jesus is Lord. Um, we also see that Jesus is God just by the miracles that he performed while he was on earth. Those things you can't do unless you're God. Like they're deity there. Um, the biggest one, the greatest one being the resurrection. Jesus had the power over death. This is not just a man. He could raise people from the dead like he did Lazarus, and he himself was raised from the dead. This is not a man. This is not just a good teacher. This is God. We also see Jesus had to be God in order for the atonement to work. Jesus couldn't be created. Jesus had to be God. I think, was it... Last week, we talked about propaganda's his spoken word on the gospel. Um, check out our Facebook page, Sports and Jesus. We linked that video on there. And at, at one point, he says, when he's talking about the gospel, he said, since the only one, I'm kind of paraphrasing here, since the only one that could meet God's standard was God, he became man. So God is the only one that could reach God's standard of holiness, so Jesus had to be God in order for his death on the cross to be enough, to be worth enough to pay for our sins, he had to be God. 
Is there anything anybody else wants to, to add on top of that, on top of biblical foundations before we, we're about to dive into some of the arguments that are made against Jesus being God? All right, we're good. All right, so it seems. I mean, it's it's pretty clear. Yeah. Like there's there's really nothing. I mean, it's we were multiple verses where Jesus is God, our our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. But um, so some some common arguments. I want to talk about two especially arguments against Jesus as God. The first one, um, we get a lot. I think is that Jesus was just he was just simply a good man. He was a good teacher. Um, I know. People that hold to um, the the Muslim faith or the Islam faith, uh, this is this seems to be how they view Jesus as as a prophet, as a a good man, as a teacher. Um, I think there are a lot of people just in our kind of uh, our, our our secular culture that we live in today. Um, there, there are even people in that call themselves Christians. There's a whole movement of Christianity that. Um, we kind of we we call it liberal Christianity that thinks that you should that Jesus was a good man that had good teachings and that it'd be good if you followed those teachings, and uh, we say no way, like that's I think it was um um wow I can't remember his name who's our like third president who wrote the Declaration of Independence? Wait, you're the history major here. <laughs> Thomas Jefferson. Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson. Um, wow, that was bad. Like, if y'all could have seen the faces when I just asked that question, the faces of I don't know, and then, wow, am I really patriotic at all? Like, I don't, like am I even American if I don't know this? Trump okay. Bald eagles. Trump. <laughs> Trump <laughs> uh, so, Thomas Jefferson wrote the Declaration of Independence. Um, I think he referred to himself as a Sermon on the Mount Christian, and he actually took his Bible and cut parts out of his Bible and just stuck to Jesus's teachings. And honestly, if you're going to believe that's what that way, that's what you've got to do with your Bible. You've got to throw whole sections of your Bible away. Um, I, and I think the biggest, and, and why do I believe that? I, I, I think the the verses that point the most to this, um, you can find in John chapter 8, and uh, let me scroll down a little bit. I mean, let me turn the page. Um, see here, where do I want to start? Okay, uh, verse 56. Your father Abraham rejoiced that he would see my day. He saw it and was glad. So the Jews said to him, you are not yet 50 years old, and have you seen Abraham? Jesus, verse 58, Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was... I am. Okay, so if you know anything about your Old Testament, I mean, that, him saying I am, he's saying just like if you go back to Genesis when Moses asked the burning bush, when God's speaking to him through the burning bush, it, Moses says, you know, who do I tell them sent me? And God says, I am that I am. And that's the word that we get for Yahweh in the Old Testament. And that's what Jesus is saying. And he is saying this to a bunch of Jews, and so they knew exactly what he was saying. He was saying that he is God, that he is Yahweh, that he is God of the Old Testament. And you know, if you're saying Jesus is not God, but if you're saying he's a good teacher, 
but this good teacher is saying he's God and he's not really God, your response should be what their response is, which is verse 59 says, so they picked up stones to throw at him. Like that's how you respond to somebody, a crazy person saying, I'm God. He's not, you can't just say he's a good teacher. You either say he is crazy out of his mind, a different level, or he's God. Those are your two options. Yeah, I'll jump in there just for a little bit and say it is it is very clear and very obvious from the text there. They knew exactly what he was claiming. They knew exactly who he was claiming to be when he said, Ego, I, me, I, I am, that he was claiming to be deity. Like you said, these are extremely clear passages. And even the, the Jews, uh, the Jewish leaders there, Jewish authorities knew exactly what he was what he was claiming for himself and for his own identity. Yes. I mean, it's, yeah. So the second argument against Jesus being God. So the first one is like, this guy is a good teacher. Like it'd be good to follow. The second one is um, typically the argument that you'll find from Jehovah's witness. And they say, they believe that Jesus was like a God but was created by God the Father, that he was a creation of God. He's the firstborn of all creation. He's greater than all other creation, but he is was created by God, and he, is, he and God the Father are different. They are not the same. They are separate, okay? And in order to—so you think—first you think, well, what about all those verses we just read? Like what, I mean, what can you do with that? You can't make any, it's clear Jesus thought this. Well, in order to kind of step around these verses, the Jehovah's Witness have their own translation of the Bible. And um, I want to just give you some some examples, if I can find it here, of how they translate different, different verses. Let's look at, I think the best example here, and this will be the only real example that we look at for time's sake, but first, going back to first or Second Peter, okay, Second Peter, that's the second one, not the first one, the second one, the second of one, Peter. like First Peter, Second Peter, Second, okay, to Peter, um, chapter one, verse one. At the end of it, it says, uh, "Through the righteousness of our God and the Savior Jesus Christ." So our translation, our, our ESV, I think is what we were reading earlier. It says of our God and Savior Jesus Christ, where it is saying God, where God and Savior are two words that are describing Jesus Christ. What Jehovah's Witness translation, which I think is called the um, New World Translation of the Holy Scriptures, this is the 2013 revision here that, that I'm working with that can be found on Jehovah, JW.org, Jehovah's Witness website. Um, so what they're saying is, God of our God separate and the Savior Jesus Christ. Okay, um, Daniel, if you could explain kind of Daniel has studied some Greek and has really gotten to some Greek recently, and uh, he's got kind of a a argument for this on, on why he thinks or, or a principle that says that the way they're translating the scriptures here is incorrect. Um, yeah, I, I guess I'll jump in on that one and and. You know, my knowledge is very, very weak, but it is commonly, very, very commonly known what is called the Granville Sharp Rule. And what we have there in First Peter is a Granville Sharp construction. 
uh, and basically very, very try to simplify it very, very much. What, a, what the Granville Sharp rule is that when you have two nouns separated by the conjunction chi, which is there between God and Savior, and the first noun has the definite article uh, ha or any variation of that, and the second noun does not, that is absolutely, those two nouns are describing one individual. And within that text, the, uh, the is a ton theos and chi, and then there is no definite article before Savior. And the Jehovah's Witness, according to what you've just read, pull a definite article out of thin air and pop it right there in front of Savior. <laughs> and, and here's the interesting thing. So you get if you go down in the same chapter, Second Peter chapter one, if you go down to verse eleven, you get the same thing. The same thing there. Yeah, also um, Granville Sharp's construction, Granville yes. Sharp's rule. And this is how they translate it here. They say, in fact, in this way, you'll be richly granted entrance into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So here they use the two words to describe Jesus. But in verse 1, they, what is it, they pull a... They they pull a, a ha or a, or a two, which would be a different form of saying ha. But they, they pull a basically the in the English language out of nowhere. There's nowhere in the text. Yeah. And, and pop it in there. And, and it's not consistent yeah. with what they're doing just 11 verses yeah. later. Inconsistent in the same chapter. So I think, I mean, it's, I don't think we have to go any further. I mean, it's, that's just clear. Like, that's why, that's why most translations translate chapter 1, verse 1, in the way that we read originally, where God and Savior are both referring to Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So if you believe the scriptures, if you believe not the translations, but the original scriptures, the original Greek, in the Greek, Jesus is God. Mm-hmm. Multiple, multiple places is clear as day that Jesus is God. So um, that's going to be all we have for this episode. Um, again, this is Sports and Jesus. Um, real quick, just what we try to do here. I know it's kind of it's kind of up and down, but we like this. Just kind of our conversations, like us group of friends, we'll have a lot of fun and laugh a lot, and we talk about sports a lot, and then we'll turn it around and get real serious and talk about Jesus and talk about so. So we want to we want you to laugh. We want you to have fun. We also want you to think. We want you to think through these things because we enjoy thinking through these things. Um, so. Real quick, also one last thing. We have had uh, one listener in Japan. Um, if you're listening to this episode too, can you please reach out to us? We'd love for you to become our best friend because that's pretty awesome. <laughs> so, and we'd love to get you on the show. So, if you're in Japan and you're listening to this right now, please contact us at sportsandjesus at gmail.com. Or if you have any comments for the show, contact us at sportsandjesus at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter on Instagram, and we also have a Facebook page. We love getting Facebook messages with criticism as well. Yes, um, especially <laughs> ones that are threatening. So, <laughs> hashtag grind. Don't keep that lion in a cage. Go on, let him loose. And let them words up out your mouth. Go hit him with the truth. Hit him with the truth. Hit him, hit him with the truth. Hit him, hit him with the truth. Hit him with the truth. Hit him with the truth.